and welcome to the 27th episode of Out in Left Field, a baseball podcast presented by the Trash Can League Network. I am your host, Ryan Bexton, and along with me today is my co-host, Aiden Sones. We have a lot of topics to get to today, so let's get started while we still have time. It is Sunday, March 13th, 2022, and welcome to the 27th episode of Out in Left Field. A quick recap of the past week. Um, MLB and MLBPA are still conversing over new CBA. You know, nothing's really happening. It's kind of boring. So welcome to another happy, happy, fun, fun, lockout edition. Wait, yeah. Are you sure you aren't reading last week's notes? I might be. Let me check. on. You mean we've got news? Yes, we did. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, I was not reading last week's news or whatever, and I somehow um, locked myself out of my computer, so hold on. Um, okay, there we go. Okay, where was I? Yes, finally, baseball news. MLB and MLBPA have finally done the impossible. The labor disputes are over. They're done. They're done. Over with. Kill it. Bury it. Forget about it. Let's just move on to 2022 baseball season. So welcome to the 27th episode of Out in Left Field. Um, To a not happy, happy, fun, fun lockout edition episode. Well, it is happy, happy, fun, fun because it's baseball, but you know. Anyway, moving on from all that stuff. Welcome to the 27th episode. Um... Before we start the episode off, reminder, if you have any questions for us here at Out in Left Field, go ahead, shoot us an email at thetrashcanleaguenetwork at gmail.com. Um, again, you know, anything that floats your goat, let's just say, um, except politics. That's 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 it. Um, so moving on um, to the first topic. We got a new CBA. So let's Yay. dive into that. We got an easy nine days. Ninety-nine days. Ninety-nine days. It took them ninety-nine days to reach a deal on a CBA, on the collective bargaining agreement. And the bad thing is, it's only a five-year deal. So, <laughs> so uh, no. in five years, we're going to have to go through this whole thing all over again. No, they and it's really going to be did pain not. and misery. They really did not want a hundred-day. Uh, lockout. So they, they made no. sure it was 99. Literally. They just said, you know what? hundred doesn't sound good enough. You know? It's triple digits. The fans won't like that. So let's just agree at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on March 10th in 2022 in the year of our Lord. So <laughs> we got a new CBA. That means baseball is fully in swing again. So goodbye to lockout. Hello to spring training. Spring training mm-hmm. does start this Friday, March 18th. Um, so yeah, everybody's heading south for the winter um, or spring, depending how you look at it. Um, so mandatory spring training report date for all clubs is in fact today. So, you know, 
news. But anyway, so let's get on to the CBA and the basic details of it. We're getting like the basic of the basic. So what all is there in this in this thing? So first off, you know, Rule 5 draft I heard was eliminated. So, you know, you can't draft people out of other clubs, which, you know, is a bummer sometimes. But, you know. No. <laughs> no. Five draft. Just because I, I, I know one of the Yard Goods pitchers was actually the number two pick in the last Rule 5 draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's I gone. his name right now. But that's yeah. gone. The Rule 5 draft's gone. Um, postseason changed a bit. We're having a new 12-team postseason Boo. format. With the top. I like, I, I like the 10. With the top two division winners receiving a bye week. So it's almost going to be like, I don't know if you want to say football, except for it's a little more teams than football does. Um, So, you know. And then there's also going to be, quote unquote, the widest ranging draft lottery in pro sports. I disagree on that. Just because I know the NHL has a draft lottery as well. and And I think that's like 15 teams. We're only doing six, right? For the draft, uh, baseball only has six picks, I believe. Um, like the first six picks uh, is a lottery, and then I know in the NHL it's like the first fifteen. But I know I, that there's some weight going I, on. So I, like didn't the first the, pick I, I didn't see the details. I didn't see the details. I didn't see the details. I just know they, this is what MLB.com says. So, but you know, um, and another thing I wanted to mention is. Throughout the entire lockout, it seemed like the one thing that both sides were agreeing to was universal DH. And unfortunately for all you National League pitcher, hitting lovers, whatever you want to call yourselves, we got a universal DH. So, you know, I can't witness Adam Wainwright wielding a wooden stick anymore. So that's Bartolo very... Colon can't hit a Bartolo can't off of James Shields. Mm-hmm. Bartolo Colon cannot wield a wooden stick and launch a piece of rawhide a lot farther than most human beings can. Unfortunately not. So, welcome to 2022 baseball in the United States of God bless America. So, um, Universal DH is one of the biggest rule changes for the in season that you'll notice. So, this does bring a bigger market to, you know, a lot of guys who, you know, you can't hit. Or, excuse me, can't field, my bad. Who can hit, but can't field. So, you know, guys like, you know, Albert Pujols. Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz. Jorge Soler. Because now they have 15 other teams they have potential who are might be searching for someone who's in need of their services, let's say. So, and I did see a picture of Pujols. He has slimmed down a ton. It's like, I had a t- I did a double take. I'm like, wait, is that Pujols? So, <laughs> you know, so... What do you anyway. think the odds are that Pujols signs with the Cardinals? I don't know. You're either for it or against it. Um, me personally, I'm for it because I'm a big fan of, you know, franchise loyalty, you know, farewell tours and that stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of old school in that way. So, you know, old school amongst the new school. So, you know. Anyway, let's get on to the people news of it anyway, shall we? So, first off, let's start with some trades because, you know, as of, I think it was like March 11th at like 7 p.m. Eastern time, I think, is when trades first opened up. So, let's start with that. First off, we have the Rangers and the Twins. This was the first trade after the lockout ended. And the guys that are being swapped are Mitch Garver... He's going to the Rangers from yes. the Twins. 
And in return, Rangers, excuse me, the twin. Wait, hold on. You the take notes here. Okay. okay, the twins are getting Isaiah Kiner Falefa and Thank Ronnie Her- Henriquez. Thank Let you. Let me just read this section. I know <laughs> I you're going to struggle I, with this. Those guys, I can't pronounce their names, so I was going to struggle there. Okay, so you know, Mitch Garver's catcher, uh, from correct, right? So yes, he was hurt for a lot last year. Uh, only had you know. 207 plate appearances, which is still a lot of plate appearances if you think about it. He's He's got two years on his contract, so you got him for this season and next year. Um, looking at slash line, which is about the only numbers I really understand for, you know, basic hitting stuff is, you know, 256 average, you know, 358, 517. Um, you know, Rangers were using, you know, Jose Trevino, you know, Johan Heim, I guess is how Jonah you pronounce Heim. it. Jonah Heim, whatever. Um... But, you know, so, you know, Garver's a pretty decent hit and catcher if he's not hurt. So, I mean, that's kind of my take on it. Um, the Rangers, on the other hand, they're, you know, they didn't really need Isaiah. I'm just going to say Isaiah because it's the only part of his name I can pronounce. They didn't need him uh, because they signed Corey Seager to a 10-year, $325 million contract. Um, it's a lot of money. Um, sh- twins need a shortstop because Angelton Simmons, as we'll talk about in a bit, uh, he signed with the Cubs, so he's gone. So twins need someone to fill the shortstop position, so they got Isaiah there. Uh, he was similar to Simmons um, when he was on the Twins because uh, he won the Gold Glove in 2020, and of course uh, Simmons is known for his all-star defense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Isaiah is, is pretty young, 27 years old. And um, he was okay last year with a 271, 312, 351 uh, slash line, 85 uh, weighted runs created plus. But the good thing about the um, the Twins getting him is he is controlled for two years, so they can develop him even more by age of 29. Mm-hmm. And he was, Isaiah was basically the only bright spot on that Rangers franchise. So mm-hmm. until the free agent signings that occurred before, you know, pre-lockout. But, you know. And then the other part of the deal was Ronnie Hen- Henriquez. Uh, he's a 21-year-old prospect. He pitched in high A and double A last year. He had a 4.71 ERA, which isn't the best, but nope. I think what the Twins are looking at is his uh, strikeout percentage and walk percentage. Uh, 27.1% uh, K percentage, 6.5% walk percentage, which is pretty good. Especially and the twins, twins need arms. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. lost Jose Barrios just before lockout. You know, Kent Maeda, you know, um, a couple Michael other guys. Pineda, Michael Pineda, all those guys. You know, yeah, they definitely <laughs> they definitely need pitching. Yeah, so, Maeda's my, my injured right now. So, honestly, if they are really desperate, they can definitely call up Henriquez. Not mm-hmm. opening day, but I could see it, like, mid-season. But his ETA is more, like, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah. It's so they're not you're not gonna see him like immediately. But you can see him pretty soon. Yeah, you can see him pretty soon. Now one question that sparks from this trade though is now that Isaiah kind of Falefa is gone, who's gonna play third base for the Rangers? I mean, the only options (laughs) are like Andy Abanez, Nick Solak, Yanni Hernandez, Shirt and Apostle, or who knows, are they gonna sign Chris Bryant free agency? I mean They've signed so many guys this year that they're basically the Padres last year. 
Yeah, the Rangers have basically gone and just done a salary dump on everybody. It's like, you get a contract, you get a contract, you get a contract. Heck, if they wanted to, if they really need a third baseman, they could probably go to the, you know, the owner and say, here, have a glove, you get a contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, it'll be interesting to see how the Rangers play out their uh, infield situation. So, next trade uh, occurred yeah. yesterday, or the day, I think it was yesterday, right? The 12th? Mm-hmm. And then another trade was, that happened was between the Mets uh, and the A's. a Mets and A's trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Chris Bassett going to the Mets. Mm-hmm. And guys, I'm sorry, A's fans listening to this, but it's the start of the rebuild. I mean, Olsen's going to get traded eventually. Chapman, too. Who knows? Sean Manaya mm-hmm. might. But definitely with this trade, they're starting to tank a little. And especially since this division is heating up with the Rangers and the Mariners doing way better. That they should rebuild now to improve their future later on. Mm-hmm. Now, the, yeah. now uh, Bassett only has one year left, $8.8 million. And in this Mets rotation, it's crazy. They have Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, Ty, uh, Taiwan Walker, and uh, Carlos Carrasco. That's like an all-star pitching rotation. Like, yes, it, but sh- it's the Mets. It's the true, old true. Mets, the LOL Mets. They ain't going to do much. And I'm I wish they had for... A, I'm happy as a Yankees and Ma- uh, Mariners fan that mm-hmm. we don't get the face yeah. um, for a little bit. And this is the point in time I wish we had Luisa on the show because just to hear the pain in his voice of seeing a all-star rotation and then it's just the Mets. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luis is the perfect guy to explain that trade right there. But, you know, we'll do it the best we can. It's just the Mets, you got to love them. You got to love old Stevie Cohen. But, you know, <laughs> I mean... If they don't improve their offense, they're not going to do jack. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing to mention that we didn't mention in the CBA talks is that um, a part of this agreement, the AL teams and NL teams are going to play each other more often, mm-hmm. so much so that um, each AL team is going to play every NL team at least once a year. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, yeah, it's like, see, so are you just going? Are you just saying, you know, screw the divisional rivalries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look forward to seeing, you know, maybe four or five Cardinals-Cubs games every season, you know? I mean, I'm used to seeing, you know, two series between the Cardinals and Royals, one at Bush and one at Kaufman, but are you saying now that, because if there's 162 games, you figure it's a three games, if you do three game series between every team, you know, that's what, like, if we do some quick math, that's like Oh no, Ryan with quick math. Oh no. 54 series, I think take, that take is. Take that with a grain of salt. Take that with a grain of salt. It's yeah, Ryan let's take doing that the math. With, it's Ryan doing quick math off the top of his head, and I'm a bit rusty, and plus I'm still scrambled from lockout. So, it is. It is 54. Right? Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to try. One. 54. I think it is 54. Anyways. So, but that, that, anyway, that's, <laughs> anyways, that's about, you know, that's a that's easily one series for every team that you're going to face, at least, plus a couple doubled up, you know? But I don't know. I'm not a very big fan of this, honestly. I mean, you know, again, Cardinals-Cubs, I liked seeing that rivalry. It's it's really fun. Um, 
to you know watch the hatred you see these two franchises yeah. having with each other. I, I mean, mm-hmm. so as if a, I'm not going to see as many of those, I mean, what's the point of having a divisional rival? I mean, I if know. I if I get if I keep if I keep facing the Yankees, you know, that's one thing. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just they call it a more a more competitively balanced thing. I mean, I understand that, but you're kind of throwing all the rivalries to you know to the to the trash burn barrel out in back. So well, you know, anyway, yeah. Think about New England though, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Like I know Connecticut, Massachusetts, that whole area is just a war zone in the summer. Yep. Yankees, Red Sox, and now they're barely gonna face each other if this happens. So yep. So, I mean, we, it's going to be a nostalgia rivalry. It's about an, it's going to be a nostalgia rivalry. Back in our day, <laughs> back in our day, eighty-eight times, eighteen times. Yes. Okay. Let's stop reminiscing on the past though and start yeah, focusing on the future. Back to more trades. Yeah. Let's go back to the Chris Bassett <laughs> trade. Um, Bassett was actually the guy that got hit by the line drive at the White Sox game. Um, he recovered quickly, about a month. Uh, but the weird thing is, he played for the White Sox before he ever went to the A's, and that was the same team that uh, he got hit by the line drive with. But good uh-huh. thing that he recovered in about a month or so, because these numbers are really good. 157 and a third innings pitch, uh, 3.15 ERA, 25% uh, K percentage, six, uh, 6.1 walk percentage. He's definitely a ground ball pitcher looking at those numbers, but... Looking at the, the Mets is a definitely a pitcher-friendly park, so he'll probably do fine there. Yeah. And now the Mets don't have to use Tyler McGill or David Peterson as, like, the fifth guy in the rotation. They can use them as, like, AAA um, depth pieces or, like, long reliever guys, uh-huh. which is good. And then the other side of the trade was JT Ginn and Adam Aller. Uh, JT Ginn, he is ranked uh, fifth in the Mets system according to Pipeline, sixth in the Mets system according to Baseball America. He was a second-round pick in 2020, and he went to Mississippi State. He is 22 years old. He pitched in low A and high A. He had a 3.03 ERA in 92 innings pitched. He already had Tommy John surgery, so that is not a big concern for the That's A's. That's a concern to me. That's, good. That's 22, a concern to 20, you. 22 years old, and you've already had Tommy John. I, I, I know I know it's 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 an increasingly more common surgery among you know people especially mm-hmm. in the young ages but anytime I see someone who's like not even hit their prime and they've already had Tommy John that's very concerning for me I, I understand everyone likes a good hard fastball but is it worth the risk of ruining a career of a of, of a star a potential star in fact that could be you know your ace in your you know bullpen or from your starting position if you want to later in the future i don't understand it i mean you know you know i understand because the you know again like i said everyone likes hard fastball it's just 22 years old and he's already had tommy john i mean is he going to turn into somebody who's been like you know nathan avaldi where he's already had two tommy john surgeries and you know somehow he's still functioning i guess i mean or is he just going to be you know like one of those guys who, who first time successful and then he gets it a couple years later and then he kind of you know like he can't throw again he gets a mrs koufax oh wow spot. wow breaking news right on the spot minnesota twins are acquiring sunny gray from the cincinnati reds this twins. is live on the air right now i just got the notification on twitter it is an exchange wow. for chase petty 
Wow. So we're definitely going to cover that towards the uh, towards the end of the segment. Yeah, we might have to cut to a different time. But, yeah, we definitely might cover this. Again, like we said earlier, twins need pitching. Anyway, yes. moving on! <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Anyways, JT again. Well, ironically, we talked about uh, Tommy John and how uh, the fastball and miles per hour, um, like how fast a uh, fastball truly is. <laughs> He's actually known for his fastball and sinker, but it's not about the speed of his fastball. It's actually the movement. Because he only throws like 90 to 92 miles per hour. Only! But, that's more than the average human being can throw! Well, yeah, but for a major league <laughs> pitcher, I mean, you see guys throwing like 95, 99. Adam Wainwright exists. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Adam Wainwright exists. Not so long. Anyway. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> anyways, um, now when you look at the 2020 draft for the Mets, only one person is remaining, and that's Eric Orzi. I'm sorry if I had mispronounced your name, but like, I've never heard of this guy. No offense. But anyways, anybody else in the draft was either released or uh, traded for different uh, players, like Baez, Pete Crow, Armstrong mm-hmm. was traded for Baez, Isaiah Green was traded for Carrasco and Lindor, and then Matthew Dyer was traded for Rich Hill. So uh, that that if you're wondering how the Mets are getting all these pieces, just look at the 2020 Mets draft, Cohen and none of those guys are left, basically. It's Cohen magic. Yeah. And then you have Adam Aller, the other trade piece. Uh, I call him a traveling salesman because he's played for so many teams. He's played in Australia. He's also played in, <laughs> Wow. He's also played <laughs> in the minors for the uh, Pirates, Giants, and Mets. He's 27 years old, which is not the greatest, especially since he played in Double A and Triple A this year. I know the average age for a Double A player is 24. So, like players who play in Double A when they're 22 are actually like pretty good. But like 27, he had a 3.45 ERA with 120 innings pitched. That's pretty decent, but again, he's 27, so he's going to digress eventually. And uh, he's basically going to be used for pitching depth for the A's. He might be a fifth guy. He might be a long relief. He might be uh, triple-A depth. Who knows? It just depends on what uh, if the A's just keep on rebuilding or if this is like the only trade they do uh, before spring training. We're going to take a quick break here on Out in the Field. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back after this. So that's about all the trades, unless you want to do that uh, Sonny Gray trade. Um, uh, we'll talk about that at the end. We'll talk, why not? Why at the end? Why not lump it in with all the because other the because inf- the information is breaking like as we speak, so we don't know like all the details about the trade right now. In that case, we can just cover it next week. Moving on, recent free agent signings. So first signing occurred on March 11th um, by yours truly, my favorite St. Louis Cardinals. They actually did something. Signed well, not really, but not really. But Cardinals signed right-handed pitcher Drew Verhagen on. A two-year, $5.5 million contract. Uh, it's the first signing, again, after lockout was lifted at, I think the signing opened up as, like, was it, like, is it March 10th or March 11th at, like, 7 p.m. Eastern, I think it was? One of the two. Um, but it was, a, you know, I did a little research into him, you know. He last played for MLB for the Detroit Tigers from 2014 to 2019. It didn't have a very good job. Or didn't have very good, you know, you know, outing. I guess you want to say, five eleven ERA had an eighty eight ERA plus in one hundred ninety nine innings across one hundred twenty seven games, eight of which were starts. But on the bright side, he did spend the last two years 
with the, excuse me if I pronounce this wrong, the Nipong Ham Fighters of the NPB, I guess, how you say that? 38 games, he had a 3.51 ERA in 207 and two-thirds innings. That is a workload. That is a lot of innings. So definitely for a Cardinals team that, you know, lacks bullpen and maybe that sixth starter, if you will, he's the guy, I think. If he can, you know, keep up his ground ball rates, which I did, I don't have the numbers on hand, but I do remember they were pretty impressive, pretty impressive ground ball rates. You know, not a very high walk rate. You know, strikeout rate was okay, but you put him behind a uh, the St. Louis Cardinals defense that features six Gold Glovers, or I think it's either five or six Gold Glovers. Lockouts work my brain again. Um, yeah, it's going to do wonders for him. Mm-hmm. So. Now, I actually have all the information for the Sunny uh, uh, Gray trade, if you want to talk about that. Ah, eh, we're so, in the middle of free agents. Well, who cares? This, this well, is no. not really, like, very strict or anything. So, um, Sunny Gray and um, Francis Peguero were traded for Chase Petty of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Francis Peguero is just a minor leaguer, just minor league depth, nothing really important. Sunny Gray is one of the better relievers, or not relievers, starters. Starters. Yeah, start us at the mm-hmm. MLB. Um, well, again, mine's been warped by lockout. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's contagious, um, isn't it? But the interesting <laughs> thing is, he was only traded for the Minnesota Twins' number seven prospect. Granted, he was their number one draft pick this year, but in Wait, rookie that's ball... that's it? That can't be it. That's it. It's that can't that. be it. That can't that's, be it's, it. It's only that. And then you're not getting a ball, number seven ranked prospect in your system for Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray and of uh, Marley Depp. Yeah, and and in rookie ball, the guy no. had a five point four ERA. No. In Rams, five innings. What the hell but are you still, doing? I know. It's like, like he was their number one overall pick, or not number one overall, but their first round pick. But they were number twenty six in the draft. So I mean. What the hell are the Reds doing? Like, is it his contract? Hold on. He had, uh, like, I think he had, like, two years left on his contract? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a, an overpay is the concern, you know? Ah, oh, Sonny Gray, you're going to get some quality work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're you paying twenty or uh, $10,000 and 12000 or not 10000 $10 million and $12 million in the next two years, which isn't a lot for Sonny Gray. Like, it's reasonable. So, what are they doing? I am so confused. I don't know. Reds fans, if you're out there listening, go ahead, shoot us an email. Tell us what you think your team is thinking. So, um, because we are just, like, Mm -hmm. lockout mind warped on steroids right now. So, um, anyways, we could go back to the free agent signings. (laughs) Now we go back to free agent signings. Okay, so also on March 11th, Giants signed left handed pitcher Carlos Rondon to a two year, $44 million contract. Rondon is 29 years old. In 2020, he had by far one of the best years of his career. Had a 2.37 ERA with a 34.6% strikeout rate in 132 innings. 0.2 innings, 132.2 innings with the Chicago White Sox. However, he did struggle with injuries in the second half of the season. And we all know 
what the Giants do with pitching. They take something meh and turn it into wow. And, you know, when they have a rotation that was Brandon Webb and then no one knew what the rest was, this kind of gives them another guy to work with. So, you know, that Giants team's going to have a lot of finalizing to do before, you know, before opening day and spring training, as a matter of fact. So, again, you know, Rondon will help with that starting rotation. Um, but he did, like, he, like I said, he did struggle uh, second half of the season with the White Sox with injuries. So we'll see how he does with that. Um, you know, uh, Rangers also signed left-handed pitcher Martin Perez to a one-year $4 million contract. He's 30 years old. This is his second stint with the Rangers. He debuted with them in 2012. He spent 2020, however, with Boston. So your friendly neighborhood, Boston Red Sox, Aiden. He had a yes. 4.47 ERA in 111, excuse me, in 114 innings. Um, his career is, you know, about the same thing. You know, 4.71 ERA. You know, a 4.54 FIP. You know, so mostly a starter, uh, or well, more 50-50, honestly. It depends yeah. on what season I know the Red Sox at. definitely used him as like a fifth guy or a, a fifth, long sixth guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. that sixth starters, I think, with the, the turn. Mm-hmm. But the next big signing that everyone knows about, or should know about, anyways, Dodgers re signed left handed pitcher Clayton Kershaw to a one year, $17 million contract. He's 33 years old. You know, he's kind of had the injury bug the last couple seasons. You know, 2020 did have a pretty solid career, or a solid season, excuse me. Uh, 22 starts with a 3.55 ERA, 144 strikeouts, 115 ERA plus. He had a flat three FIP and a 1.019 whip, so close to a sub one. And he had a 2.4 R war. But again, he has been struggling with injury bugs. So one, at least one more season of Clayton Kershaw in Dodger Blue. Um... You know, so another high starting pitcher, free agent off the market, um, running out of them guys. So get them all they last. <laughs> um, Cubs signed shortstop Angleton Simmons, uh, one year, four million dollar contract. He's thirty two years old. Played with the Twins last season. Uh, you know, didn't have the hottest bat. You know, two twenty three average, uh, three home runs, thirty one RBIs, and you know, one hundred thirty one games. Uh, his career though is a little more is a little more brighter than that. 265 average, you know, 70 homers, 437 RBIs, and 1,101 games. So he's been around the block a couple times. But what really a sets, couple, yeah, a couple times, yes, a couple times. Um, but again, Simmons is a fielder. He's a defensive guy. He's got four Gold Gloves and a Platinum Glove. So you know, for a Cubs team that really was kind of in shambles last season. Um, just kind of, you know, throwing stuff at the wall to see what would stick. I mean, you know, signing Anderson Simmons is, you know, I'd say it's a good signing, and I it doesn't take it takes a lot for me to say that because it's the Cubs. But you know, that being said, a career could still go to the Cubs because Simmons can also play second base, yes. and Magical can be the DH because mm-hmm. of the new DH. Yes, yes. But so I would Simmons keep, would definitely I'd be a depth keep, guy. I'd keep Simmons at shortstop. Honestly, he's he's a. I'd say he's probably by far a better fielder than Correa is. 
and that's just my opinion. Uh, I don't have any stats to rattle off, but I mean, I'd say he he's the shortstop. But mm-hmm. I mean, unless Cray is like you know dead set on you know his position, so uh, we'll see. I mean, that's what Trevor Story is doing right now. Yeah, he's, Trevor Story he really yeah. wants to play short stuff. He wants to play short. That's for sure. All right, March twelfth. So yesterday, Blue Jays signed left-handed pitcher Andrew Vasquez to a one-year deal. Don't know how much it's for. He's twenty-eight years old. And, you know, he's been, you know, kind of an up-and-downy guy. I mean, last year he only had two appearances with the Dodgers and the Majors, both scoreless outings, 1.2 innings, 0 ERA, again, only two games. Um, spent most of the season with the Miners, with the Twins and the Dodgers. Pitched it with a 3.54 ERA, 79 strikeouts, and 39 games. So, I mean, you know. Hi, Ryan. Are you ready for a speed round? Because I know we have a couple with a little bit of notes, but not, like, a lot of information on mm-hmm. So I'm going to alternate this. So I talk about Steve Ciszek. Ciszek, yes, sir. Yes. So Former the Nationals, Cardinal. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nationals sign right-handed pitcher Steve Ciszek one year. We don't know the uh, amount, though. Um, I believe he's 20, or no, sorry. He is 35. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, was with the Angels in 2021, a 3.43 ERA, 3.74 FIP. So he was a little bit luckier. Uh, good defense to back him up in 74 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Jays signed yours truly a left-handed pitcher. You say his name because I can't. Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> You say Kikuchi, or Kikuchi, sorry. I say Kikuchi. <laughs> wow. Uh, three years for $36 million. So you're getting, you know, he's paying $12 million for three years. Over three years, $12 million every year for a 30-year-old. For a guy who pitched to a 4.41 Exactly. ERA. That's where the overrated comes into play. He has the potential, but he, he's been in the majors for, like, a couple of years, like, uh, I'd uh-huh. say four years now, and he has not put it together. So oh, why do you think a year old could be just Mariners? Could be just Mariners, yeah. but you know, True. <laughs> you know. But uh, next, Angels re-signed uh, catcher Kurt Suzuki to a one-year deal, one point seventy-five million dollars. He's thirty-eight, so this will most likely be his final season, unless his knees don't blow out and his bat gets hot. So we'll see what happens. Uh, which his bat was not hot last season. Seventy-two games, he only had a two twenty-four. Batting average, he had a negative 0.4 R war, so you know again not the hottest bat, but you know at 38 years old he does provide he does provide a lot of experience at the at the backstop, so you know we'll see. Yeah, Rockies signed 32 year old uh, shortstop Jose Iglesias to a one year five million dollar deal. Uh, in 2021 he played for the Angels and Red Sox. He slashed 271, 309, 391. Had eight home runs and 41 RBIs, so I feel like this is a sign that like Trevor Story is not going back to yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Um, unless Iglesias is fine playing what like just infield depth, honestly, because yeah, I think Ryan Man would play second, right? And then Fuentes would play third. I don't know. The Rockies infield is just confusing. All I know is Rockies that Rockies are confusing. <laughs> oh yeah. All I know is that of at course first it base, is. They, they just have the um, uh, CJ Crone. They just have first base CJ Crone. Everything else is just a mess. Yeah, it's kind of Rockies for you. 
Of yeah. course it is. <laughs> wow. See what I did there? <laughs> wow. Of course it is. Just everyone do a slow clap to just to rhyme right now. Just like okay. a little. Moving on because I don't need a clap. I don't need any recognition of my terrible sit down comedy. Um, Oriole sign oh, yeah. catcher. <laughs> Oriole sign catcher Robinson Chirinos or Chirinos. Chirinos, excuse me. Um, to a one year nine hundred thousand dollar contract. Uh, 37 years old, played last season with the Cubs, 45 games, and only hit 227, five homers, 15 RBIs for a Cubs team that just wanted to be put out of its misery, um, but still says the Cardinals fan. Yes, says the Cardinals fan. But somehow they couldn't tank, right? So you know the Cubs tried tanking, but they even they couldn't tank. But you know, um, then the next signing. White Sox signed right-handed pitcher Joe Kelly to a two-year deal. Not sure the amount. Um, Kelly is probably by far one of the best right-handed pitchers in all of baseball. Uh, Relief pitchers, that is. Relief pitchers. Yeah, thank you. Uh, In 2021 with the Dodgers, he had a 2.86 ERA in 48 appearances with a 9-7 whip. 0.97 0.97 sub wow. one, and he's joining a bullpen that features Kendall Graveman, Liam Hendricks, Michael Kopech or Kopech, 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 Garrett Crochet, 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 whatever, and Craig Kimbrell. And you know Craig Kimbrell is up in the air as to trade candidate. So, I mean. A lot of people were hoping he would go to Cardinals. A lot of people were hoping he was staying with Dodgers. It's like everyone wanted a piece of Joe Kelly, but you chose the White Sox mm-hmm. of I mean, Chicago, the White, Illinois. The White Sox are just building <laughs> a, a like a relief all-star team right now. Because yeah. honestly, Graveman, Hendricks, Kopech, Crochet, and Kimbrough, all of them could be an all-star or have been an all-star in the past yeah. decade. And it's just like, what are you doing? I mean, I don't know. Uh, They also signed utility Josh Harrison to a one-year deal. Not sure about the amount. 34 years old. Harrison played with the Nats and the A's last season. Uh, 279 batting average. Eight home runs. 741 OPS. He does bring a high value in versatility because he played six different positions last season defensively so you can just check him out there and say hey go do this and you know he could he could perform pretty well i'd say mm-hmm. so honestly i think he's overrated i'm just looking at his numbers and i'm like how is he valuable yes he plays the positions but does he play it well no honestly a lot of people really like this uh this signing and, I, and i'm just sitting there like what makes him special like I'm just looking at his numbers. Uh, I think he had like a seven, yeah, he had a 741 OPS, which mm-hmm. is still below average. Um, he had he had some OPSs in the 600s, uh, like in 2020, I believe, 2019. So he doesn't have the track record. So I just don't understand why everyone like him. Yeah, everyone needs a utility guy. That is true. That is true. But plus, a utility so, guy who plays well. And is, so do the Astros because they signed Nico Goodrum. And as Gabe Shamway would say, what a segue. So we're going with that right wow. there because Astros needed utility, man. And they got one in Nico Goodrum. So one year, $2.2 million contract. He's 30 years old. 2021 numbers are eh, you know, but it's... Eh. 
I mean, a 214 still doesn't look good on your resume, but and neither does a 32.9 strikeout rate. Um, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's Nico Goodrum. That's probably the end of the Korea in the Houston era. Not only because Korea also sold his house in Houston, but Goodrum's main position is shortstop. Yeah. And I believe Aladinas Diaz also plays shortstop, who's, uh, who they developed in the minors. Former so Cardinal. Just, so it's just going to be interesting to see um, who they're going to choose at starting shortstop. Yeah, so anybody in the market for a mansion? <laughs> you know, come on down to Houston, Texas. Come buy yourself a mansion that used to belong to Carlos Correa. Woo! Anyway, so moving on. Dumpster Fire needs help. The Phillies have signed right-handed pitcher Juris Familia to a one-year $6 million contract. He's 32 years old. Mets legend, in my opinion. He's been there forever. Um, 2021 with the LOL Mets. Uh, 3.94 ERA with a 1.41 whip, 65 games. So, you know, pretty decent workload there for Mr. Familia. <laughs> I, so, I like the note you took. Dumpster fire still need help. Still need help, yes. Caveman speak. Love me yes. some caveman speak. Dumpster fire still need help. No plural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rockies. Well, yes, Rockies signed a right-handed relief pitcher, Alex Colome. Because they need so, help, too. <laughs> well, they need way more help. Um, before of course this Daniel, they do. <laughs> yeah, before this, Daniel Bard and Carlos Estevez gave the Rockies most of its saves, 31 out of 33, so basically all of the saves. So uh, Colin May would definitely be the new closer or a setup guy along either Bard or Estevez. He had a 4.15 ERA, uh, 65 innings pitched with the Twins. Um, he is actually performing way better than what uh, advanced metrics predict, but that's because he is a ground ball pitcher instead of um, a strikeout pitcher, which is pretty good for cores because strikeout pitchers usually give up more home runs. So if you give up weak contact more often, then uh, it would just be easier to act cores because um, the infield's the same anywhere you go. Um, this is the first time he will be playing <laughs> in the it's National the same League. anywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, first, this will be the first time playing in the National League. He has a below average hard hit ball rate, uh, an above average whiff rate, and um, some average and mediocre strikeout and walk rate. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we'll see what he does with that cores, whatever. So, you know, next up, the Cleveland Guardians. And get used to that name, folks, because you can't say the other one anymore because you'll be banned as racist or canceled by any type of culture possible. So the Cleveland Guardians are the name of the new team of the Cleveland explicit word because I don't want to be called a racist. So, whatever. Um, Cleveland Guardians signed catcher Luke... Maley. Maley? I think so. I've never heard this guy's... I've never heard this guy before, but... Maley, I'm guessing. Mm, We'll see. One year, $900,000 in guaranteed money. He had some, you know, signing bonuses and, you know, incentives or whatever it was. But, you know, he's 31 years old. 2020 played with the Brewers. He had a 300 batting average. He was 9 for 30 after missing 2020 due to injury. Uh, So didn't get much playing time. Uh, Had more of a 2020 season in 2021. 
So, you know, he'll most likely be serving as a backup to uh, the Guardians catcher Austin Hedges because, you know, Roberto Perez signed with the Pirates before the lockout. So Pirates did something um, that wasn't trading away talent. So interesting. So, yeah, um, new backstop, backup backstop for the Guardians. Uh, and then the last signing that we got notes on is... Well, I mean, la- you say last signing. I say Twitter notification because there's a new signing. You're just a just retweet happened. bot on Twitter. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, Vince Velasquez, before we get to our last one, he is uh, uh, reportedly signing with the Chicago White Sox, another relief pitcher <sighs> signing with the White Sox. It's just too funny. It is too funny. What are the White are, Sox doing? I know. What are they I know. doing? They're not going to have any starting pitching. It's just going to be Luke Stilito. Well, I mean, you're one starter. starting pitcher if you have all star uh, pitchers in the back in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's right, literally go- Lucas Giolito is going to be the new old Hoss Radburn. Just chuck every game for a couple innings, go out, and then bullpen takeover. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, go talk about Jordan okay. Lyles. And Jordan the Lyles is the final. <laughs> Jordan Lyles is the final free agent we got notes on. He's signing with the Orioles for a one-year, $5.5 million contract. He's 31 years old. 2021 with the Rangers had a 5.15 ERA in 32 games. 30 of them were starts and a 1.389 whip. So specific in that whip. Very specific. Yeah. Um, Thank I you don't see, I think it's a, it's a massive overpay from the Orioles. 5.15 no. ERA should not give you $5.5 million. No. Um, he's 31 years old, so it's not like he if he improves, he's not going to improve that much. He could. But... Thirty-one. Uh, it's also a one-year deal, so who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. since it's a one-year deal, not much of a risk. Plus, it's the Orioles, so yeah, it's like, the Orioles. Yeah. yeah. At least they moved the left field fence back. I, I would say that's like a low risk, mid reward. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad deal. It's just I would some, say they like needed three some, million dollars. They needed five. They needed someone to start, and you know, Jordan mm-hmm. Lyles was kind of like slowly raise his hand. Yeah, I can start. Yeah, so, you know, I he's exist. there because they need somebody, not because they want him. They just need. I guess. Him. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you know, you could have seen that, you know, that salary jump up a little bit more. But mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. So that's news from literally the past two days, and part of today. Yeah. So the eleventh, twelfth, and a little bit of the thirteenth. There are there are some more signings though that I've noticed. Um, that have occurred that have occurred today, but I think we'll save them for next week because really? we, I, I thought we covered everything. No, Michael Strahan signed. Um, a couple other guys signed, Ooh. but Michael Strahan from the Padres, relief pitcher, left-handed. Oh. Uh, but we'll get, I think we'll get to that next week because we're already at a looking at the recording time unedited. We're already at forty-seven minutes, and I'd kind of like to see if I can you know cut this thing down a little bit. Make so, it thirty. <laughs> Make it. <laughs> We're gonna. gonna <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get to the, some more signings next week, but it's going to be a fire sale basically over for next episode because now the spring training is about one week. You got from now till Friday, so we're so about to witness we one of the next recording. There's gonna be games. <laughs> there are going. There are going to be. There, we'll we'll have we'll have you know. 
two or three days worth of games to talk about. But well, mm-hmm. it'll be a fire sale because, you know, there's... Still a ton of free agents. Freddie Freeman's still on the market. You know, Carlos Correa is still on the market. You got um, help me out. The White here, Sox right? are still going to get relief pitching. The <laughs> White Sox are still going to get relief pitching. Freddie yes. Freeman, Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. uh, Chris um, Bryant, Chris Bryant. Yeah. Um, who else is there? We're doing great. Um, yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's how much we know about baseball. Wow. Thanks, lockout. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, it's going to be a fire sale if these guys want to even get playing time at all. I mean, mm-hmm. so... I mean, Chris Bryant, Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, yeah, Trevor Nick, Story. Nick Castellanos, I keep forgetting about him. Castellanos, I keep forgetting about him. Prospect, Kenley Jansen, Dodgers closer, Anthony yeah. Rizzo, Michael Conforto, Kyle Schwarber, Just Nelson to name Cruz. a, a few! So, um, it's going to be a fire sale, basically. With, between now and the next, you know, five days or whatever it is. So stay tuned till next time, folks. Again, thank you for joining this episode of Out in Left Field. Um, if you have any questions for us, you know, go ahead, shoot us an email at the Trash Can League Network at gmail.com. We'll be happy to answer your question. Um, as long as it's not politics, uh, that's about it. So again, thank you all for joining this episode of Out in Left Field, and we'll see you all next time, hopefully next week. Alas, we've reached the end of our 27th episode. See y'all next week on Out in Left Field. This is Ryan Bexton saying good night. <laughs>